<clears throat> Hello? How is that sounding? I mean, it all sounds the same to me. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How am I? Yeah. How am I? Yeah, we're good. You Whoa. good? Yeah, we're yeah we're recording. How are you, man? This is Mark from MK Ultrafilm. How's it going? This is Killian from MK Ultrafilm. How is it going? Uh, it's, it's going good. Or did you ask me? It's going good. Yeah. It's going good. <laughs> yeah, going good for me too. Just did my first... <laughs> First cycle to work of 2021, which was nice. I also realized it's a privilege that I ha- can actually uh, go to work as well. I'm not working from home. Oh, and that's cycled, nice. Cycled there, cycled back. And it was very nice. The weather is very good. Yeah, the, I, I would. Nice there's always a day um, for me because I usually would stop cycling to work during the winter. But then there's always a day mm. Like sometime in spring where I, you know, I dust off the pedals and I, and I go yeah. for a cycle and it's nice. It is, but it took like this morning. So my bike was locked to Emer's bike and then she asked me to unlock it. And I was like, oh, I'm not. Do you ever do that? Where I was like, I was too, I was so used to going on the train yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cycle today. And then uh, <laughs> I unlocked Emer's, or, but Emer was like, could you unlock your bike from mine? Cause I want to use mine. And I was like, yeah, grand. And then I unlocked it and I was just wheeling it around looking for another place to lock it. And I couldn't find anywhere to lock it. And I was like using up so much time. And I was like, okay, this today. is a fucking this stupid. Like, like today's the day. Today's I'm going to cycle today. Like today, this is a sign that yeah. I have to go. And it was, of course, totally grand. The worst is though, like when it's, it's quite cold. So you leave the house and you wrap up nice mm. and warm because it's really cold. And then you get on the bike and you cycle for like, five minutes and then you're you're boiling hot and you're sweating buckets but you have because you have like oh, layers yeah. of clothes on and then you arrive like i would arrive at work or like you know and i take off my i take off my layers uh, and then i just have these massive like sweat patches that i'd be yeah just like boiling you'd be able to like fry yeah. an egg on me and everyone your would be clothes like, oh, are just stuck to you guy? yeah it's horrible <laughs> i also have a weird thing where like i don't know why but i could at any point just stop, take off my, you know, hoodie and, and put it in my bag. But mm. I always, I'm like, no, it's too, too much effort. Like, but it's not, I know yeah. it's not, but I'm always like, oh, then I'd have to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas you, you just have to keep going and persevere. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it's, great. It's a very difficult. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, 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 uh, I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling fit, feeling active. I went for, I how, went for a run today. So I, I mean, like we're both being really fit and healthy. I went for a run. Yeah. I haven't drank in two months. I'm, I mean, I'm just like the kind of person that you you look at and you go, oh, one of those fucking people. That's me. I'm vegan mm. as well as of you two were, months. So I did think you were looking quite youthful and quite uh, slim. <laughs> we had a bit of a traumatic thing happen to us before the podcast started. You know, Facebook gives you these memories. Um, I, I got shared a memory of me and Mark and Emer from seven years ago. And mm. we were just looking at it, just gazing at our youth. I think Mark said, I really wasted my youth. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. No, I, I always, I, it's it's a stupid thing, but I always look at pictures like that. And I'm like, oh, I wish I really, you know, I wish I made the most of that time while I had it, which is such a stupid thought. Because like, you never think about that in the present. You know what I, I mean? know. Yeah. Like imagine you're 25 and you're like, oh, soon I'll be 29 and I'll have to, you know, I should really make the most of it. <laughs> We should. Like, yeah. What do you do? Does that mean now? Like in seven years' time, we'll be looking back on now and going, "I wish I was." 
Yeah, maybe we should be making the most of it. Maybe we shouldn't be doing a movie review podcast because that makes us sit indoors and... We should be out making the most of it. Yeah, we should be out. We shouldn't be doing this. No, we should be <laughs> making the most of it. <laughs> really just being mindful, being present, being uh, active and just living life to the fullest. That's, yeah, it's such an... That's, there's so much pressure. I don't want to have to do that. It's also like you have to live life to the fullest within a 5k radius and you can't see anyone or do anything. <laughs> live it to the fullest. I'm going like to move really, from the sitting room to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go deeper into the internet than I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was like, uh, like the, I always read in the evenings before I go to bed. And uh, yesterday I was like, mm. do you know what? I'm going to read my book in the afternoon. Whoa. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, Wow. Wow, you haven't done that. Yeah, <laughs> I do that as well. I only read in 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 Emer. Yeah, because Emer actually, we had this discussion. Emer's uh joined two book clubs uh, because she joined one, and then I think she got a bit over um, overconfident because she mm-hmm. finished the first book in, in like half the time. Okay, like let's say they have a month. She finished it in yeah. like two weeks or less, and then she joined a second book club to like so she could have one every two weeks yeah but now it's kind of it's starting to stack up a bit she's getting a bit stressed out but i was saying like you know like you you can she was like how am i going to finish these books and i was like you can read at times outside of the 30 minutes before bed (laughs) you can read at any time during the whole day but it just seems like it's just not a it's not a good option yeah yeah it just seems like you could be going on your phone or i don't know know, it's like uh for me, uh, read, reading is the bedtime activity, but like it, it is mm. actually an activity, which we do at all hours. Um, actually, that reminds me of uh, when we were living in New York for a while in New York, Killian was living on my couch mm-hmm. and um, I used to sometimes <laughs> come in in the morning and you would be asleep, but still holding the book open yeah. in front of you, which was <laughs> yeah. amazing. That's I, have, I, I find, find it, like, yeah yeah I can't I can't fall to sleep very easily I find it really difficult to fall asleep so what I do is I I read myself to sleep and I do it every night like Anna has to turn off the light and everything and take the book out of my hand <laughs> but like do you not I can't it's I find it mad that you read literally to the point of being asleep yeah. like <laughs> there must be there must you must have to go back like a bunch of like you must be not not be able to remember no yeah that does happen that is a problem but uh, i I think the way it usually works is i read and read and read until like i feel like i can take no more in and then i just close Mm. my eyes and i'm done um and you're like like running to the last push yourself to the point like you can yeah you can consciously acknowledge that you're going to go to sleep so you close the eyes but you're too exhausted to even close the book yeah (laughs) that's basically it's like your body your body shuts down from the toes up so it gets to like oh oh, the hands are already and then you're like here we go eyes closing and we're done we're complete yep that's it it's a beautiful way what are you reading anything nice uh, well, I, I've, I've been reading a lot of books. Um, I got obsessed with oh, yeah. Ian Rankin. You know, Ian Rankin, have you heard of him? Did he, is he, he's quite like John Grisham. Is he a similar? He's right, a similar... He's, he writes, it's called Tartan Noir. It's Tartan Noir. 
It's a crime novel oh. set in Edinburgh, and they're kind of dark and gritty about um, crime. Uh, this detective Rebus in Edinburgh, and he solves crimes, but he doesn't do things by the book. Um, of course. Uh, and it's good. I, I read two of those books. Then I read um, a Neil Gaiman book called The Nancy Boys, which was also... Ah, it wasn't great, but I really like the Tartan Noir. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read more. It's kind of cool. Tartan Noir. Yeah, Tartan. I like that. Yeah, it's a good name, Tartan Noir. Yeah, Tartan. I'm gonna see if there's some movies. I, I don't know if there's movies of that genre. I'd say there is. Yeah, I'll look for them. Um, is that is that just a John Grisham genre, or is that a, a general a general genre? I don't, I don't know. Does John Grisham do things like that? Wait, no, um, not John Grisham. Fucking, I just replaced the oh. name that you said of John Grisham. <laughs> I said Ian Rankin. What is his name? Ian Rankin. Yeah, yeah, Ian yeah. Rankin. Yeah, yeah. DJ Rankin, his brother. DJ Rankin. Very good. <laughs> um, should we should we move on to the, the films? Yeah, let's get on with the show. We've got a, a packed show today. Uh, it's actually, some, a, yeah, we got some really good stuff. for too long considering how much we have, so how much hot content we yeah, have Yeah, we today. have some great great movies to review and like kind of discussion topics as well, I suppose, because uh, we are going to talk about um, the much discussed Framing Britney Spears, the New York Times documentary. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Assassins. We have Minari, the Korean American film, and we also have The Sound of Metal or just Sound of Metal, which is um, a very talked about film at the moment. But uh, I think to start, are we talking about the one and only Britney Spears? I think we are. Yeah, I uh, I watched this one. Well, we both watched this one, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I reviewed it, um, and this is what I thought of it. I did it. I watched Framing Britney, the Britney Spears documentary, um, and yeah, it was it was pretty good. I kind of. I didn't realize that it was made by like the New York Times and I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like a, a Netflix kind of, you know, the way sometimes people are like, oh, there's something topical happening. Let's fucking chuck together a documentary. And then the documentary is made and it's just garbage. But this was like a proper, it was good. Like it was quite sad and, and depressing. Like it, it was about her conservatorship thing. And um, so if you don't know, like, for supposed mental health reasons, her dad has total control over her, like everything she does basically in her finances and everything. And then there's been some talk of her trying to get free from the conservatorship or something like that. But the documentary started off with her as she kind of went through her career. And it's actually just so like, it's so sad to see her now. And she's kind of like clearly a bit, you know, unwell when she's talking and then back then she just seemed like pretty innocent and normal and nice and it just kind of shows over the years like the the amount of paparazzi and stuff that she got that she had following her around is just crazy and like it had all these news stories you know of her shaving her head or her having to go to a you know a mental hospital and other things like her various breakups and stuff but it stacks it up you know as a timeline and when you look at it all from year to year, the amount of shit she put up with over the years, like it's, you know, of course she fucking went crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's shit to put up with so much shit. But, uh, I think the thing, like, it's interesting because there's all this free Britney movement and the documentary kind of showed like, a, she's been through so much stuff and she's going, you know, 
and and now as a result has mental health problems but then it's also like she wants to get free from her conservatorship but then it's like those two things don't go together you know what i mean like if she actually has severe mental health problems then maybe she does need some assistance emer's giving me a look here that I'm, i shouldn't be saying this was this wrong am i wrong Well, you see, these things that I don't know, I don't know, you know, this is all of this stuff is taken from social media. Like they built up a very strong argument that she's been she's been ground down over the years and has had visible, you know, outbursts in, in public of shaving her head and stuff like that. Yeah, this is true. This is a valid point. Well, who knows if she didn't have direction or whatever maybe she would have done a bunch of other crazy shit and i'm not saying that it's good i'm not saying that the current conservatorship situation that she's in with her dad making her work etc is yeah okay but i'm not saying that that is is what she needs but i'm also saying that based on what i saw in the documentary i definitely don't think complete removal from any kind of thing is also what she needs listen this is my voice note not yours um listen we we okay <laughs> well yeah kind of trouble and changed paradise. Up, <laughs> changed up the format there a bit uh, <laughs> i'll note note to just go into the other room next time i'm recording them um uh, but no it's good to be reined in I'm mm-hmm. I'm still in constant fear of uh mm-hmm. well it, it that's actually a bit big headed that I, that it, we even have the level of listeners that we could get cancelled. <laughs> well well you do. <laughs> but uh if I got cancelled no yeah. one, no one care but but um yeah I thought that documentary was very good. Um I thought it was very well put together and mm. I'd be keen to know what what did you think of it? I thought I will yeah I guess like we'll talk about like the actual kind of what we think about the whole situation afterwards but as a film mm. in itself I thought it was very good at telling um explaining the situation that was that is Britney Spears kind of complex uh legal situation and why it's kind of a bit mental and then uh mm. and then also you know showing how um how she was treated and how badly she was treated and not just by the yeah. press but like kind of by all of us and and it was kind of like it reminded me a lot of Amy, uh, the documentary about Amy Winehouse, um, and also the mm. documentary uh, about uh, Maradona. Um, they were both by the same director, and how people who have to deal with the paparazzi constantly following them um, eventually just start lashing out, and it's just it's just something that you cannot deal with, like the idea of just people a large group of people following you around everywhere taking um photographs of you constantly just wanting you to break so that that turns into news like uh it's mm. it's disgusting and it's really bad and i i was thinking about amy because i was like she you know we're kind of lucky that we can kind of look at it now and and obviously britney spears has suffered because of the paparazzi and stuff but there is like it looks like she she's kind of healing and she's getting better and and like uh, this seems like a positive movement. This uh, the interest in the free Britney movement seems like a positive thing because uh, she's mm. being controlled and being forced to perform, and it's not you know it's not good. So I mean uh, yeah, but as mm. it, I, I also thought it was a little light on some bits. Some bits I thought I was, it was missing, like uh, like nothing about the mum kind of like like no no kind that of like a lot of stuff not there. Uh, some gaps. I was kind of like where's. 
Where's your mom? Was, you know, where's your mom the whole yeah. time? I was like, where is she? Uh, and like it could, you could have done with just someone saying like something there. Nothing about her sister, uh, you know, who's, who's a well-known yeah. person as well. I just kind of thought like there were some gaps. Um, but overall, it was, it yeah. was, it was. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's it, it definitely uh, as I said as well. The kind of um, timeline of events was was good it wasn't like mm. that fucking what was that a uh, basketball documentary <laughs> oh god yeah the the netflix one with with uh michael jordan it's like traveling through time yeah it's like watching but no it was the timeline was good and the way it really like it really showed you what a fucking disgrace we are as consumers yeah. of media. <laughs> like it's mm. horrible. And like and all I think those especially stories, that I think... early noughties, early or even the noughties oh, as a was... whole, they were just tabloid kind of like just eat up, eat up celebrities and just like go after them. And, and it's just like a disgusting yeah. period. It, it still exists. It definitely, sure. it, it did a good job of like, I feel like you kind of forget that celebrities are kind of human. Mm beings and yeah, i think yeah. it did a good job of being like whoa this woman really got a lot of yeah hassle i f- i hated remember the guy um the paparazzi guy yeah he he's was disgusting so he was he was and, and you, yeah you could see he he just didn't get it like there's that moment yeah. in in the documentary there's a moment where he was like well she never indicated to us that she wanted us to leave uh or to get us to go away and then the the interviewer just says well what about when she said leave me alone and then he just like goes well she didn't mean she meant like leave me alone for a day but not like forever and you're just like man like you chased her into like restaurants where she hid and cried mm. and like just leave her the fuck he was alone. so bad like and he was like we actually really cared about her and then like oh. when he was filming her and he was like Brittany, how are you how are you doing and he's like i was just asking that because i really cared about how yeah. she was doing it's like no you fucking <laughs> did it what are yeah. you uh yeah. like not at all no but um yeah to go back to what i was saying in the mm. review just to just to be clear mm. the uh but I think the thing about it is, I guess what they were going for was like, Britney has been tormented for years and years and years Mm. and years. And now this conservatorship is like the pinnacle, the peak of her torment. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what I got. And she needs to be set free from Mm. all this turmoil that she's gone through. Yeah. And this is the final, the final boss that she has to complete. Mm. But what I kind of got from it was like, you know, I, well, this is just going off for Instagram, but she seems to be not very well. Mm. And they did some things where, like, court documents had some information in them. Yeah, that was that they couldn't reveal, and it meant that she was going to be in the conservatorship. Yeah, and that just maybe be like, ooh, maybe she. I don't know what's wrong with her. You know what I yeah. mean? And she could be on some medication. Yeah, but like she a could, conservatorship. Could that controls her brand and makes her perform. If someone's unwell, like, and, and, and like, uh, uh, then like you shouldn't be making them perform every night in Las Vegas. No. Like that's insane. I, I, like, no, it's, no, 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 absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a contradiction the really, perform, like the, the whole idea the performing of the part of it, But the performing part of it and all of that is very bad. Like definitely not on for that. But I think like if people are like, oh, she needs to be set free and allowed to do whatever she mm. wants. Maybe, I don't know. I think I, so. I think she's... so. I think that like, you know, people 
can have mental health issues, but they should still be allowed to like live their lives and, and have like access to their own money and stuff. I think that like, you know, people need help, but help doesn't mean control. And like, uh, yeah, like, true. like it doesn't mean, um, like, you know, not having access to your kids and stuff. I think like, you know, there's definitely more to this story and, and that's what they do say in the, in the documentary, like Brittany will eventually get to tell her story. And there's, there's a lot more to the story that we don't know than we do know. But, um, but like, I do think like it's pretty clear that the conservatorship is just a legal uh, noose that her dad has managed to kind of put around her so that he can control her and, and you know, make money out of her. And I'm sure he justifies that to himself mm. by going, I'm just taking care of my daughter and she's unwell. But like the reality is like she doesn't want to do it. She'd be she'd be actually yeah. happy with a conservatorship if he wasn't. The person in charge so i mean it, it shows pretty clearly that she just doesn't want him around and um yeah no yeah. i i agree and like and to be clear i'm saying having be, being a conservatorship with her dad in control of what she does mm. not good but the way i see it like i think in the best case scenario the conservatorship is basically like being in a hospital but not being in a hospital mm. you know what i mean where you kind of can't do certain things yeah. and i don't know how sick this person is yeah so I don't know. I guess like the, the 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 reason the Free Britney movement exists is probably because it's very evident or it seems very evident to people that the conservatorship is supposed to act in their best interests and it very clearly isn't. It's acting in their own best interests. And yeah. that's why people are like get rid of this thing. Um But if it did yeah. if it did act in, in, in good faith, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay, yeah, I kind of understand that. Um Am I is that am I bad now? Am I done in? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, I don't, I no, no, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> See, but like, if you look at it, if you look at her Instagram, like she, she puts up some really obscure things. Yeah, but I but guess she put like, up she's day- kind of a bit wackier or something. Like, I mean, like, I, I, like there's room for people who are a bit, she does seem different. That's what's odd. Like she seems a bit different from when yeah, she's younger. I know she's like her person, her personality is completely different to how it was that before. Could, uh, which is- part of me goes like, you know, and I mean, we're getting into conspiracy which like a lot of free Britney movement is conspiracy, but it does seem like I'm kind of like, they're controlling her meds. They're controlling everything. They control her medication. She doesn't have the right to decide what to do with her own health. True. Like, which this is, is mad. So I'm kind of like, are they just like, this is again, conspiracy totally from the brain of Killian, but are they just like jacking her up on, on certain types of medication or something like that? Like, you know, that she doesn't have a choice whether she can take or not. And like, that, cause she appears that to me to be point. someone who is maybe uh, highly medicated, but I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually that, yeah, that does, that does make sense. And she might be on medication, not necessarily because she needs to be, but because she's being. Also, um, I guess uh, something that I noticed from the film that I, I just, I didn't, don't think I thought about was like her talent. Like she's very, like as a kid, yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Cause you know, it's not, you don't think about that when you think Britney Spears, I don't know why I didn't, but it's wrong. Well, but like you I see think, her as I a think kid the, and you're like, my God, like incredible. Well, the reason you don't think that is because she doesn't sing. She hasn't sung live at any of her concerts, like in forever. Yeah. For a long time. It's been like miming. So cause she does even the dance when she was pretty I famous, I think. Yeah. I think even when she was like at her peak, she did. She mostly did miming. Like that. The voice, there's a there's a clip at the start of it where she's like 
seven or something and she's singing and she's honestly singing like a like a a 30 year old she has the power of like a 30 year old opera singer in her lungs and she's like seven it's like incredible (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah she's so good even that though that like the sickness started so early on there's a bit where she's like on that show and she's like six and the host of the show is some fucking old pervert and he's like would you be my boy girlfriend and she's like maybe the amount of times i uh i would just like leave her alone leave her alone you just yeah leave leave this person alone it's man it the one positive i think you take away from it is uh i think like society has come a long way Hmm. in terms of just like not asking people fucking horrible questions and tv and just like knowing like i think in terms of like gender Mm-hmm. quality and stuff i think it seems at least the, the media anyway has mm-hmm. improved somewhat like some of the questions they're asking i was like what the fuck are you talking it's about? disgusting it's really one, disgusting like one guy didn't even ask there's some dutch guy who just went like so first thing i want to say is uh everyone's talking about your breasts and she just goes like <laughs> i heard yeah. the the filmmakers that were, were like trying to find um they're trying to frame it from a female perspective. That's why you'll notice all the interviews are, except the one with their brother, are all with uh, women. And they're telling Britney's oh. story. But they said that when they were trying to do research and find clips and stuff, they could only find interviews uh, of her with men. And it was always men interviewing Whoa. her and always older men just asking her these fucking questions. Like, are, like, are you a virgin? Like, are you, do you have breast implants? Are you a bad mother? Are Like, just like, constantly asking her berating her i feel very sorry for britney spears um i feel like she got treated very very badly she's had a fucking tough l run she's had a tough run and hopefully she can uh yeah get what she needs hashtag free britney we're firm members (laughs) firm firm members yeah 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 yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm gonna. I don't know. No, no, I think you're fine. Um, <laughs> I hope I was clear in what what I what I was trying to say. Uh-oh. For all intents and purposes, get her diet there. Current situation needs to be changed, but maybe she needs to have a bit of hospital time or something. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. It's not funny, Killing. I don't like that you're laughing at that. I'm laughing at you. Trying to speak about well, something. On to the next film, yeah. we are talking about also music related, mm-hmm. is a film called Metal Zone. No. What is it called? It's called, <laughs> it's, it's called The Sound of Metal. Um, yeah. and it's, the uh, club is alive <laughs> with the sound of metal. Um, Killian watched this one, I and did. here is what he thought of it. Sorry. Hey, I just watched a film called Sound of Metal, which is a uh, 2019 film starring Riz Ahmed and um, someone else, I can't remember their name, but uh, basically it's about a heavy metal drummer who's in a heavy metal band, but it's just him and his girlfriend and they're touring around America um, in uh, like a caravan. They're living in a caravan and going around and they're really punky and and cool and they're on the metal scene and uh he loses his hearing he he sort of you know the way it happens um he loses his hearing and basically the film is him coming to terms with that 
and uh and he goes through all those stages of like denial and rage and all these different kinds of things and it's just an incredible film like the 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 way that they represent um deafness in this is just like it's very powerful um they utilize sound in a way that i've i, I don't know i've never really experienced on screen it was really really brilliant like you at the start of the film i didn't really know what it was about and at the start of the film we were all like god what's going on i can't hear anything all the dialogue is really like mumbled and muffled and then you realize that for a lot of the film you're actually going to hear what things are like from his perspective and um and that it's just really really jarring they they have um also like the reconstructive um surgery in it where you can you know, bypass your ears and sort of hear through the brain. It's this new technology they have and they get, they represent what that kind of sounds like as well. And it's just like, it's just an incredible film uh, about someone coming to terms with something that, something kind of traumatic that's happened to them, but uh, really represented in a really beautiful way. And the the lead actor, uh, Reese Ahmed is, is stunning in it, like uh, an incredible performance. Um, I'm rarely someone who gets like, turned on by actors or goes wow but that was a bit of a wow performance for me and um yeah i think you'd really like it uh it's like i don't know why but drummers are always the crazy ones in movies and in real life you're a drummer right you're a drummer aren't you <laughs> I rarely, another good one from Gillian. i rarely get turned on by actors but <laughs> Oh, Killian. I'm almost saying sexy things by accident. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, come here to me now. That sounded brilliant. It's uh, so far best film I've seen this year. Um, and, and 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 Riz Ahmed, it, it, I, I've seen him in a few films before. I, he's really good in in Four Lions. Um, uh, that really funny uh, documentary, or that wasn't that a do- um, um, mockumentary kind of film, um, and he's and he's in a load of other things, but he's never kind of been like a big, uh, you know, lead actor, and and he's like uh, I don't know, like forty now, and he did this, and it's just the role of a lifetime. I think it's it's very 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 impressive, um, mm. like the, I think uh, heavy metal culture as well, which is represented. Obviously, like the main kind of theme of the film is is uh, losing your hearing, but like heavy metal culture as well, which is like a really big thing. Everyone knows it's, it's global. Um, and like these kind of hardcore people who, 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 you know, keep trucking and keep going, uh, like throughout their lives. And, uh, another element of it that I, I didn't talk about is that he's an, he's an, um, ex addict so that he, he has that as well in him. And, uh, I just think like the way it was filmed and the way it was made was uh, was just really, really good and very touching. Um, and you could tell, I think I read somewhere that this film has been in the making for the last 10 years and like they oh, needed yeah. the right actor. And, and I think they only wanted this guy because I think he might have, he knows sign language. I think he might have been raised by, um, his parents might have had no hearing. So he, he knows sign language and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was just brilliant. I think everyone should watch it. I think it's a real it's good such film. A, it's such a, like, I obviously haven't seen it, but it's such a, cool like amazing concept for a film because Mm. like that's so scary because you know if you if you're a drummer if you're in a metal band you're obviously very invested in music and Mm. if your hearing goes that's kind of the end of it which is so sad like yeah um and also i guess maybe is there a bit of like 
because they're so hardcore and rugged, mm. is there a bit of nearly embarrassment or something for him where he's like, yeah, he kind of has to recline away from his hardcore lifestyle and kind of try there's, to there's a lot of that there's or? a lot of like um there's so many emotions that are going on like because obviously he's a, he's a musician so losing his hearing isn't just it's not like if, if like i mean it's not like if i lost my hearing because you know my hearing is not my life whereas his entire lifestyle is based around using his ears as an instrument so it's it's yeah. like so heavy for him and yeah he's got embarrassment he's got like a lot of rage he's got a lot of uh sadness um like it's it's uh yeah it's really hard for him we it was there was a funny moment at the start of the film when we because as i said like they use the sound you hear what he hears kind of not during out the whole film but like a lot of it you kind of hear what he hears and so we were like the sound on this is terrible and like um mm. and brian was like i think it's the tv these tvs always have such bad speakers and we just stuck the subtitles on and we were like listening to watching it with subtitles and then i was like wait a second and like 15 minutes in we were like wait i think we're supposed to i think we're supposed to not be able to hear. so we turned the subtitles off so it's like that for that long well no it comes in and out and and like Wow. You're spo- it, it makes you engage with the film uh, much more because you're really focused and you're really paying attention. Um, That's cool. But it's brilliant. I, I think you'd really like it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds so good. And is it um, is it like a kind of a... Does he lose his hearing as a result of his occupation or is that... I, is it, that it's is not really discussed. It's not really discussed. But you, you'd have to imagine the old... Uh, <laughs> Heavy metal uh, without any, like, you know, ear protection and stuff like that is probably not the best for the old yeah. ears. <laughs> Man, I, not not to sound like a, a square or anything, but mm. sometimes, like, on the train, mm. like, yesterday I was on the train and there's a guy playing music mm. in his earphones. And it was like there were, like, speakers. Yeah. I, re- I wanted to be, like, he's only a young guy. I wanted to be, like, man. You have to be careful. You gotta, you gotta turn that down, like. It's you always good. had you always had earbuds at concerts. I remember that. Like going, you were the first person yeah. I'd because you go to concerts all the time. So I, I mean, I guess I understand it. But like, uh, mm. like Mark famously went to like I don't know, like what was it? Maybe two hundred concerts one year or something like that. But uh, uh, I went to see ninety nine in New York. Yeah, you went to ninety nine concerts in a year, which is I mean three hundred sixty four days in a year. That's quite a lot. Um, but like you had, I remember you having earbuds and me being like. Like, this guy's a DJ. I thought this guy was hardcore. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really went in on the earplugs. I felt like such a dork. I'd wear them, like, in nightclubs and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, go stick the old earbuds in. <laughs> the, uh, I did have a funny one where I was going to a kind of a heavy metal show mm. in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, I was going up to the door and the bouncer, like, saw me taking out my earplugs, and he, mm. he walked over and goes, what's that, your fucking lipstick? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I was there by myself as well. I was like, no, it's my my, my earplugs. <laughs> yeah. Man, you got to protect your ears. The joke's you on them, right. man. You can you're be muscly, right. yeah. hardcore, muscly mm-hmm. fucking dude in yeah. a metal band, but if you're, if you're deaf, you yeah. know, there you go. Yeah. The show's o- over. The only irony so, is they won't be able to hear you say "I told you so" when they're sixty. Um, this is it. Yeah. So official, official, MK Ultra film. Top tip. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Top tip. We recommend uh, listening Protect to the show hearing. if you're using earphones or something like that. We recommend putting a layer of earphones underneath the earphones that you're listening yeah. with. It just, just to be safe. Maybe get some toilet roll and fold it up a few times and just. <laughs> 
layer that onto your ear and then place the headphone over that so there's a nice protective make sure it's clean fresh toilet roll and uh if you want if it's too hot you can you can wet it a bit and then that'll be uh <laughs> that's what I, that's what we're both doing right that's, now yeah and take photos and send it to us so as we can put them on our instagram yeah um, <laughs> please but that would be nice like uh, it'd be nice walking around dublin and seeing like i'd love to see like random people with wet tissue on their ears and then being like ah they're listening mm. to the show listening to the show that's it we could maybe sell like maybe we could we sell could have tissues. custom merch <laughs> wet tissues. branded tissue um mm-hmm. on that oh, there's no transition from no wet there's tissue no way you can movie, but no <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next one which is not related to what we're talking about uh another one that we we both watched mm-hmm. but only i reviewed mm-hmm this is good. It's very rare we watch the same movies. Yeah. Well, I made an effort. Yeah. Good. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> the next film we watched is called Minari, an A24 film that came out this year. We um, got access to the official online preview of it. Uh, and this is what I thought of it. So I just watched Minari, a new a24 film starring steven yoon i think his name is um really nice film about a korean family that moved to a rural area in the states um and they're quite you know they're kind of living week to week they don't have a lot of money and the father is trying to start a farm growing korean vegetables in america and trying to kind of live out the american dream um really nice movie loved it 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 had kind of a it had kind of a Miyazaki buzz to it. Like it, I, th- I thought it felt quite similar to My Neighbor Totoro or Totoro or however you say it. Um, like just because there's like a really cute kid in it and he's like always out and like exploring around where their house is in the rural area and stuff, which is really nice. And yeah, it, it was good. It was quite like definitely some sad bits and... It was good. Martin, I watched it with Martin and he was saying like he felt really tense in it because you kind of didn't know how it was going to go. You know what I mean? It was like you're watching it and you're like, is this going to be a fucking tragedy or are things going to be well or is this going to be uplifting and go super nice for them? You don't really know. And I think it really, it looks, you know, you can really see that they're trying their best, but they're really like, living week to week and they don't have a penny to spare you know and so anything that happens you're like oh fuck you know like there's one bit where like someone leaves a tap on and they already mentioned earlier in the film that like they have to pay for the water and you're like oh that that's that's gonna be expensive leaving that tap on by accident or like just other stuff like various things happen you're really it's kind of like you feel like you can really relate to them and you're really like oh there's gonna be financial implications for that and that's not gonna be good um so yeah i really liked it and it's just a really nice simple story like not many characters in it you know it's pretty much just the family and yeah there's kind of nice it kind of ties up in a nice like family is important kind of thing you know which is it's a nice it's a nice lesson to learn well i'd really recommend it i think you'd really like it actually and very simple um not not very long well two hours and uh yeah, just a, an enjoyable, you know, straightforward, nice movie. Did you think it was nice? 
I thought it was nice. Yeah, I could have cut that one a bit. I, I'm terrible for uh, just. You think the review's going to end, and then I say a few more things. Jesus. Um, uh, I, go on. Was I was I correct in my assumption? Well, I just that you would I, like I, it. So I mean, first of all, I I did I really like this film. I thought it was uh, a very uh, beautiful film. But I I just I do kind of have like something I disagree with you is that I think it's it's like you said it's kind of sad bits. I'd say it's a, a very sad film. Like for the majority really? of it, yeah, I think it's I think it's quite like I feel like they're struggling, and I think like the dad is is kind of like tragic, and like it's very it gets very grim at some points, and the like you mm. the, you didn't mention the granny who's the coolest granny in the world. They, it, there's this Mm-mm. basically like the family are are in um, Arkansas, and uh, it's it, the wife really doesn't want to be there. She wants to go to the city. And she, so the deal they make is like they stay in Arkansas, but her mom is going to come over and live with them. And her mom is like this granny who can't cook. She can't like do any of the regular granny stuff, but she's like a whole yeah. bunch of fun. Like she curses and messes with them. and She just watches professional wrestling yeah. all day. And she like, <laughs> she's just like the a really fun person. And um. And the, the, the kid is quite sick and she, she kind of like, he, he's, he, he's, it's not sick. He has like a, a weak heart or a hole in his heart. Heart murmur. Yeah. And so she, and she kind of pushes him a bit. She doesn't let him, they take a lot of care of him and baby him a lot. And she kind of pushes him a bit and stuff. Um, mm. But I thought, I thought it was kind of like tragic. And I thought uh, like two problems I had with it were, I thought that the daughter didn't have enough screen time. I was kind of like interested in her being yeah. in a, a little bit more. And then I thought, mm. um, I thought the resolution uh, at the end, uh, I feel like the dad as a character, he needed for me to do more uh, than, than like what he ultimately mm. does. I feel like he didn't do enough. Uh, I'm trying to say that without kind of ruining the ending. So I'm, I'm trying to say like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he, he need, there needed to be more of an act of, of kind of him uh of love on his part coming to an understanding of, yeah yeah we're, yeah, trying, we're talking very vaguely because i don't want to ruin anything <laughs> no, no no i i i get you but yeah i I know what you mean but i i think i don't know why i think what why i didn't find it so tragic and i don't know why this would be any different mm-hmm. than any other films but i just felt that there was a constant day-to-dayness about it which i yeah. liked where it was like Oh, something you'd be like, oh, this happened. Mm-hmm. This is looking good, mm-hmm. you know? And they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it didn't go so good. Or sometimes you're like, oh, this is going well. This is good. And like, it wasn't like everything. It wasn't like one story that goes up and down. It kind yeah. of went up and down and up and down. Things yeah. would look good for them. And I thought it really resembled like real life in a way. In you're, that yeah, way. you're really right. I, I thought there were so many moments in it where I was like, this has got to be, like the, the script of this has got to be just like an actual memory this is someone's actual memory yeah. a lot of the yeah a lot of the scenes you're just like um like this you couldn't write this this is from someone's past like the the granny mm. uh there's a moment when she she doesn't speak very good english and and like uh the kid wets the bed a lot and she's like what's the english for she's like what's the english for uh penis and, she, and then they tell her and she's like your penis is broken your penis is broken and then uh and then he's like it's yeah, not yeah. a penis it's a ding dong and it's this really funny line yeah that you're like i don't think anyone could write that that's <laughs> gotta be that's gotta be someone that that happened yeah yeah it's got it i i think it is kind of autobiographical it must be yeah. of the main actor 
I think I read that, mm-hmm. but maybe I made. He's it up. a well-known actor as well. Um, um, he's, he, he's very famous. Did you get the? Did you get? I felt like how it was written, or like how it was shot, or something. To me, felt like the bits in a horror film before the horror stuff begins. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or maybe that's just because it was so kind of tense, and you were so. I just and I, I knew very little about it, so anytime something happened, I I'd be kind of like, oh god, yeah. Something terrible is going to yeah. happen now. I'd say, yeah, I, but, you know what? You know, the, yeah, I think I kind of, part of me thinks like it's, um, it's very secluded. It's just a family living in this kind of like, uh, it's not a mobile home, but it looks, it's something similar. And they're in, uh, they're in mm. the middle of kind of nowhere and there's no one around. And so it does kind of give you like you naturally, and it's made by A24. Uh, so you're kind of, mm. or, or, you know, they, they um, released it. So you're kind of like, oh, some, there could be some spooky elements. But uh, overall, I thought mm. it was beautiful. What you said about My Neighbor Totoro, I think that's really true. It does have like an everydayness and like little snippets of life and like sort mm. of maybe the fantasy there is like, not fantasy, but there's kind of a spiritual edge to the film that uh, is really, really yeah. nice as well. And some like some of the scenes even of just like the kids out in the rural kind of area in the farm yeah. and stuff and and because fa- Totoro has a lot of farm stuff in it and it does, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. children in it yeah so yeah it it was nice though like I thought it was uh, like would like, you like, say because I kind of was like was like was like was like was like was like and yeah basically um, to sum up <laughs> it's a uh, Minari was great. Uh oh. <laughs> In summary, um I thought Minari was a really nice film. You thought it was sadder than me, and th- that's it. It's a Are we lovely- not addressing are we not addressing <laughs> the fact of what just happened? Are we not addressing the fact that two weeks have passed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh we had a, a a slight breakdown in communication. Um you may have heard uh an audio blip there. Uh, Mark's recorder stopped. It was full. Uh, it was full. Mm. And then we, so we stopped recording and then uh, time has progressed uh, three weeks. Mm. We, we had the intention of re-recording <laughs> the next day and then we had the intention of re-recording multiple times. Um, <laughs> but here we are. It's the yeah. 19th of March. So It's the 19th of March, yeah. Are so I, I think it, we recorded that towards the end of February or early March. So oh, yeah. Uh, a lot has happened since then. Uh, actually, but anyway, we, we know what we were talking about. I was going to say, uh, like, given the period that we're in, close to nothing has happened. <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day. I watched Reading in the Years for four hours. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing I can report, really. Actually, absolutely nothing has happened. Um, <laughs> I barely even watched any films. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the state of affairs is the same as it was, and this should really just be a seamless transition from the first half of the podcast to the second. We've we've actually just moved sideways in time, not forwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie idea. Yeah. Um. But uh, you were saying about. My- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying three weeks ago uh, that I thought Minari was um, really good, really, really good, and I thought uh, the, the it was a little, it was quite a sad, tragic film. Mm. Um. But yeah, I guess it kind of comes good. I don't know. 
Uh, on the topic of sad and tragic, one thing that did happen in the time, this is, I feel like this is just a complete disaster of a structure for a podcast. But I, <laughs> I, we are now, it's reminiscent of, oh, fucking the basketball show. But, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I watched Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to loop back to, to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that film was very good. But at times I found it almost boring mm-hmm. for some scenes, but I found it deeply sad. Like whatever at Minari, Minari at the end, I was like, that was, that was sad. But you know, like, you know, it's some films where it's like an, like an acute sadness. You're like, whoa, that was really sad. And you're like, anyway, what's for dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas with that, it ended and I was just like, oh, fuck. God, that's so bad. Even the next day I was like, oh man. Yeah so sad it was really like i'd say like tread with caution when you're watching this if you're feeling any way yeah down or i was like like you didn't seem to think it was that bad um well i suppose uh for me it was like someone coming to terms with something um and i i I guess i don't want to reveal the plot but it's like that's that's the the that's as far as it gets i guess um, like he goes to a, a place, a community where like people have come to terms with it already. Mm. And like, that seems like a nice place. And it kind of like, for me watching, I was kind of like, oh, that's, you know, it's nice and it can all end up good. And, uh, and it didn't seem like that terrible, but I would say like, since watching that film, I've thought so many times about like how difficult it would be to lose your hearing. Yeah. And like, uh, and then like, you know, the other, there's obviously like other things that go on in his life that are also mm. deeply tragic. And like losing the hearing is 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 only the half of it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I I think there's certain types of films that make you feel sad in a kind of nice way. I remember watching like, you know, like like a romantic film when 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 it's like uh it's like a sad ending or someone dies or something like Titanic. The end of Titanic is sad, but it's kind of nice sad where you can get a little teary. Or mm. like Lord of the Rings has moments like that. But then there's films like you know like Bicycle Thieves or La Dolce Vita or whatever. And they're just relentless and mm. they just make you feel like uh, the world is a very difficult and sad place. And you yeah. almost feel the emotions of the actors. That, uh, that, yeah, you know, but maybe Sound of Metal is a bit like that. What I found like with 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 films like Bicycle Thieves and stuff, I thought uh, I'd feel sad, but I was always kind of like, but it's a fictional story. And I know Sound of Metal is a fictional story, but it kind of felt so relatable even though you know i'm not deaf but like i obviously like music a lot as you and i like going to concerts a lot and it was just like mm-hmm. how his whole like identity is based around music and stuff and just seeing that get damaged and i was like oh man it's so bad like that would be so mm-hmm. and even the way he reacted to the to it just seemed very kind of real and like going through denial and stuff and i was like fuck mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. I did. I would. I would say i watched that film and i did think about you a few times i mean like you uh-huh. you like hardcore punk you you're a drummer, you know, you're really into uh, keeping your ears healthy. So it's kind of like, that's obviously an awareness of how important music is to you. Like you make music, you're, you're a DJ and everything. And I was thinking like, God, like this might be a bit rough on the old mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it so was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the next day when I was in the brewery, I was like, fuck me. Like I had my, I was listening to music, but I had it on like the lowest possible volume <laughs> the whole day. And I was just like, oh man, my ears don't. You got to protect them. I know we said this last time. We spoke about all of this earlier in yeah. this episode, but yeah, get the toilet paper on the ears. Like, 
we were thinking of throwing this episode out, I think, uh, because it was like ridiculous how it's structured. But I think that that toilet paper on the ears bit was so strong that we were like, let's mm. keep the episode. <laughs> we could just do like, I feel like we could just call it a like a special episode. And then people would be yeah. like, oh, it's a special episode. That's why okay, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, special so welcome episode. to the MK Ultra film special episode. It's the March <laughs> Madness. MK Ultra film March Madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the March special. Um, but also, okay, in March Madness, this isn't the last. Uh, Minari was not the last. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Um, I sent it to you, but if anyone listening has seen Minari, oh yeah, there's a vi- there's a video going around in Instagram of the child actor in it the little boy accepting an award um what is it it's some like acting award yeah but it's the cutest thing ever <laughs> and we i mean you know what we'll play the clip we're gonna play the clip yeah we'll roll the clip right yeah no yeah. that is it's the cutest <laughs> it's it's quite mature Emer actually said like yeah. it's strange when children cry from happiness you know what i mean yeah it's a very it's not, yeah yeah it's not very common i don't think but he's just so overcome with emotion it's so beautiful he's I, such a lovely guy i saw an interview with him and jimmy kimmel as well and he's a little angel yeah actually on, on, on crying with happiness my dad did tell me when the first time i watched et i was just silent for the whole time until like through through all the when et turns into a little salami and then they put him in the mm-hmm. put him in the cryogenic chamber I was just silent the whole time. And then I burst into tears once E.T. came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> that scene actually still gets me a bit. You know when Elliot opens the thing and E.T. just goes, E.T. phone, oh, and you're like, yes! <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, it still gets you. Just raw I just love the idea of your dad watching you watch the film. Mm. Just being like, oh, he's really quiet. I wonder if he's understanding this one. Yeah. <laughs> you just burst into tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Kids feel emotions quite strongly, I think. More than we give them credit. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, moving from uh, South Korea to North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, the next film that uh, I watched uh, about a month ago now... <laughs> <laughs> was Assassins, a documentary about the assassination of Kim Jong-un's uh, uh, older brother, Kim Jong-nam. Hey, I just watched um, Assassins, which is a 2020 film uh, which documents the assassination uh, of Kim Jong-nam in 2017 in um, uh, Malaysian airport. Uh, it's a documentary. Um uh, and it just tells the story of the two women who um, basically, uh, who, who were the ones who appeared killed uh, Kim Jong-nam. And it talks about the wider conspiracy of how that happened and their legal case, and it follows it in real time. Um, it's directed by a guy called Ryan White, and it's I think it runs for about two hours. It's kind of a long enough documentary, but God, I thought it was absolutely fascinating absolutely fascinating it's one of those ones you know the documentaries which um you 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 find out more and more information and you just can't believe it it's one of those stories where you're like i actually cannot believe 
this happened in reality. You know, they have that phrase stranger than fiction when they talk about documentaries. This is a stranger than fiction situation. It's just like, how is this the way that they assassinated this guy? It's the most mental thing ever. Like a bit of a backstory, the two women involved in the assassination attempt um, go up to Kim Jong-nam in an airport and rub some uh, stuff in his face, which it later turns out is uh, the most potent poison um, that is uh, available on Earth <laughs> that you can get. It's available um, on Amazon. No. Um, and they rub it in his face and then he dies within like 30 minutes. Uh, but then those two women are taken in and they're on trial to be, uh, you know, convicted of um, killing him. And the, the punishment is to be hung to be hung with sandbags on your legs so that your neck cracks and you die immediately. And they don't seem like assassins and you're like, this is a little bit odd. And you just, you find out how it happened and their story is they thought they were taking part in a prank video and you're like, what? That just sounds ridiculous. But, um, but uh, you get the story told from the uh, perspective of their defense uh, lawyers. So you're getting quite what you think is quite a biased view about it. But the what, what is brilliant about the documentary is you have no idea what happens. If you don't know the story already, you're kind of like, whoa, what has happened here? Are these two women dead? Did they get convicted? Um, are they still in jail? I have no idea what's going on. So they do a really good job of slowly revealing the story to you. Because uh, I find documentaries often, they can just tell you the whole story at the start and then and then or give you the ending at the start and then slowly reveal it to you. Whereas in this one, they managed to slowly relay the information. Uh, it's brilliant, brilliant watch. Um, really good tonic to what the, those slow documentary series that you get on fucking Netflix, which like feeds you like one piece of information every episode. This is like, you know, overload of information, but it's all like kind of exciting and good. And they get all the interviews and I really recommend watching it. That sounds great. That sounds yeah, really great. Good. It's it, it's funny, as you said there, like, I, f I feel like watching so many rubbish documentaries on Netflix, I don't know why I keep watching them, but has kind of made me just in my head be like, ah, documentaries in general are shit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of forget that now just these garbage Netflix ones are, mm -hmm. are bad. And that actually sounds really good. And I like what you said, like, about slowly revealing the story, because you're so right, like, in these Netflix ones... Another time they basically fucking show you what happens at the end and then go through it as if to like tease you with it. And you're just like, oh, you know, it's kind of shitty. But yeah, that sounds yeah. brilliant. It's really good. Yeah. Again, like I feel like the documentary was made in the way that most like the best documentaries are made and that like uh, they went there with. I mean, I don't know how big the crew was, but like a few people and they lived there for like fucking two years. And like they, you know, like that's how the best documentaries are made. And they obviously got a shit ton of footage and they, they, they managed to like really reduce it and reduce it into a condensed film rather than, I feel like, yeah, the Netflix style would be to have a, like a ridiculous situation. Let's like take Tiger King as the example. Mm. Tell us exactly what happened in the first episode and then tell us how we got there by revealing like, you know, uh, cliffhanger reveals on the end of the episodes where mm. like, nothing really happens. All they do is just repeat the things again and again from like maybe a different person's perspective. I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of those style of documentaries. I watched one the other day called Death at the, oh fuck, 
something hotel. It's about a hotel in San Francisco. It's actually a really mm. crazy story. I remember seeing the video where this like lady yeah. was on holiday and then she was in the lift and she was acting real mm-hmm. weird in the lift and then she disappeared and then it turned out she was in the water tank. Do you know that thing? Mm. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. documentary was such garbage. Like yeah. what actually happened isn't that complicated. Do you know what I mean? And they just Yeah, they, yeah. They brought in, in like interviews from all these what they call internet sleuths who are like crime solvers in the internet. And they're just fucking <laughs> idiots who like <laughs> jump to conspiracy at every single opportunity. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you guys, yeah. why are you, t- why are they talking to these fucking morons? Yeah. It was, it was bad. But this it, it, is, is it the kind of thing where it's like, do they know, are they certain about what happened or is there some kind of like. Uh, yeah, no, I mean like it's an, it's like an ongoing case. So it's being shot. Like, let's say you'll have um, an interview with the lawyer and it'll be January and the case uh, will be being heard. Uh, they'll be having their first, like, you know, um, defense in mm. two months. So they're saying, like, this is the situation now. And then it gets to two months and then they say what happened at, at that and, like, whether they got sent to jail or not. And then uh, then it's two months after that and maybe they're, like, you know, so it's it's happening. You re- They're revealing the information like that. So it's in real time. And then, like... Uh, yeah, I mean it's brilliant. I yeah. I mean I went through thinking they were they were dead. I went through thinking they were in jail. I went through thinking they were free. You don't know um what happens and I think that's really good. I mean I feel like everyone knows about the prank show element. That's why I said it in the yeah. in the voice I didn't, messages. But... Okay. Well that's like I mean you find that out the first few minutes. So it's like that's like the premise and then you see how how they got there and whether they're just lying because it's like a ridiculous idea but um yeah i really recommend watching it um is it is it um is it the case entertaining like, like the 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 court case is about like they did it they like that there's no argument about the fact that they did it but the court case is determining like whether they knew what they were doing or whether they had any choice in the matter is that kind of yeah. what okay yeah okay yeah that sounds great yeah I de- i'm definitely like i'd like yeah. to no, there's what? very there's like there's like there's the footage of them doing it, like mm. and then uh, yeah, and it's horrible footage. I mean, it's a man being killed, you know, and yeah. like and like a man, you know, like Kim Jong Nam is like I don't know, he just seems like such a he's the one who tried to get to Disneyland and like uh, <laughs> and like got caught trying to go to Disneyland on a fake passport. So he's kind of like the one that we all like. Uh, so it's quite sad. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I re- I really recommend watching it. I will. I'll check it out. Um, we have we have one final film that Killian doesn't really want me to review, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Anytime Killian kept saying like, "Okay, we're doing X amount of films," and I was like, "No, no, no I'm doing that extra one." And he'd be like, "Yeah, okay, we're doing X amount of films." <laughs> and well, I can't remember how many films. I was actually thinking there. I was about to talk about the mayor, and I was like, "Did we do that this one or?" Yeah, I have. One? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a long it's all a muddle sometimes, we, we can't yeah 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 sometimes no, we should meet up and just listen the, the should we just listen to every episode of us back to back sometime <laughs> just meet up god no just the two of us no speaking just listen you know my my mom that would be like lennon and mccartney listening to all the beatles songs together yeah, it'll be a very, yeah excellent comparison <laughs> um my mom once was collecting me from somewhere and she put on casually just put on this podcast in the car and i was like i can't i can't listen to like i'm not gonna sit in the car with you and listen to just myself talking about like i feel i listen to it by myself just to hear how it is but yeah. listening to it with other people like do i laugh at at the jokes like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well, i'd be mean, like what was it you said she said it's my car mark this is my car <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 
did I say this story before? Well, you just told me, and I don't ah. think you told you, they haven't been they, the the listeners. Whoever has made it to like whatever minute we're at now. <laughs> I mean, we we have a remarkable, um, like yeah, we've looked at the stats. Yeah, the stats like the number of people who listen, like the percentage of people who listen at all who actually listen mm-hmm. to the entire thing is like the majority of people listen to the whole show, which is mind yeah. blowing. Yeah. You guys are mind blowing. And I mean yeah, that in like the most beautiful way. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You're beautiful people. <laughs> uh, I wonder now post COVID that'll just tank. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get, let's get stuck into this now quickly and, and wrap this episode up. Uh, yeah. The last film I watched is called um the beamish film fuck i think it's called moving target it is called moving target and i think i explain what it's all about in the review so let's go so just watched a funny one um moving target i actually don't even know if that's what it's called i think it is um it's a film as far as i know a guy like found the dvd in a secondhand shop or something and I'm not even sure if it was in Ireland. I should probably have clarified this before, but I'm sure I will by the time we do the podcast. But he he found this DVD, and it's about it's a kung fu movie set in Galway about a guy, an American guy who falls in love with someone on the internet and moves to Ireland to be with her. And at the start of the movie, he wants to buy a present for her boss, and she says he loves Beamish, so he buys a six pack of Beamish from a bar, but the barman has accidentally given him this weird beamish that belongs to the ira and it turns out the beamish that he sells him actually has nuclear codes in it that the ira aren't selling to like the middle east or something um and then yeah basically the guy uh is then hunted around connemara and various other places by the ira and gets in various uh, kickboxing fights around the connemara area um it's actually quite good <laughs> it's obviously so like I, I saw that and i was like you know the way sometimes you see a film and you're like oh this looks so stupid and then you watch it and you're like fuck like this isn't even funny it's just like shit whereas this one was quite funny and you know the acting was really bad but i think maybe just because it's all set in ireland it's, it's funny because it's set in ireland but the main guy like the kung fu guy is like a, uh, he's American and he's he's very much American and I think maybe you know it's not all a joke really to him you know that's the impression I get anyway for him as an actor he's like I am just in a standard kind of action film and then the Irish stuff just I guess the irony of it might not appeal to like an American person or something I don't know maybe I have it all wrong but there's just some very funny stereotypes and the plot is really like I don't really like towards the end there were so many like guards some guards were actually like not guards they were f- fake guards who had fake ids and some people were in the ira and some people were in other things and then people's roles kept getting revealed to be other roles i was like what the fuck's going on but it's kind of nice because it doesn't really matter um but yeah it was it was a really stupid movie but it's on youtube it was an hour and 20 minutes long and it was actually very fun to watch. It would be it's a nice film to watch drinking a beer with your friends. Like Yeah, it was it was definitely good. I'm trying to think of an example of a film that looked funny but in the end was just not enjoyable at all. But this was not one of those. It was enjoyable 
there were, I've never seen a film. I never thought I'd see a film where the word beamish was said so many times. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend. God, man. That's, that's sort of bit, you know, the way they have like movie, uh, like review quotes, uh, yeah. on the films, like on the film posters outside the cinema, they have like, you know, exciting, thrilling, the hit of the year. I just love that they would have, I've never seen a film where they say the word beamish so many times. <laughs> It's so, man, there's just so many scenes of people saying like, where is the Beamish? And they're like, give me back the Beamish. And like, we know you have the Beamish. It's so funny. And then the American guy's like, it's my Beamish and I'll do what I want with it. It's so like, sorry about that review, by the way. I, sometimes I'm listening to these reviews. And I'm like, why am I still talking? It sounds like it's over. And then I go, and yeah, it was actually good. <laughs> fuck's sake um but yeah no that 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 movie was like funny like as i said some films look like they're gonna like they look silly or whatever but you know in reality watching them would be of not any fun whatsoever whereas this Mm -hmm. was it was like a kung fu movie if like the people who produced glen roe farm made like a kung fu film (laughs) okay it was very was it very low budget it was very low budget but not like totally low budgets you know okay so there was enough going on like there was Um, like proper you know good choreographed fight scenes and lots of sets and i think maybe there's some maybe a few explosions there is one funny thing though where there's a car chase in it and if you look it's just they just keep driving past the same building over and over again because i guess (laughs) they maybe only could rent one street so it's just different shots of them. But if you look at the background, it's just them driving past the exact same building, which is so funny. Um, but it's nice. It's funny. Like, I like to imagine what the, uh, like, the local people thought, like, seeing this going on. Like, it just yeah, it's yeah. so weird. What, so is the film in around Galway or Connemara? Like, Galway Con- City or Connemara? Connemara is in Galway, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I was like, what? Uh, yeah, it's in Connemara. So okay, he's very okay. much in the country. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of like just watch it. Yeah. It's it's funny. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you if you're looking for a stupid film to watch, it sounds like it a uh, good good crack. It sounds like yeah. a good crack. It's also like it's a nice thing where it's like because it's partly made by an American studio and partly by an Irish studio. Uh, there's a lot of bad stereotypes that I guess the Irish people are just like, ah, oh, yeah, go on. Like there's a bit <laughs> where he goes into his his girlfriend's work, and this guy is like are you a fighter are you and then he's like yeah and then the lads are all like all right 50 quid you two fight i'm like that's you know that's just what happens in ireland 50 quid fight like that's that, no like what what do they think we are all right like, then all right let's yeah go. and then they just fight like they're just like they just fight for no reason um man are you throwing your cutlery around or something What's no here? yeah no i'm clicking two cups together <laughs> Sorry, I I need to, I shouldn't do that. Um, also, just just for uh, just to clarify, the film was found. Uh, a guy found it on French eBay, the DVD, mm-hmm. and then was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, mm-hmm. And then did the world a service by ripping it and putting it on YouTube for all to see. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so that's, that's like the guy wrote that on French. So, but it, like it's known. It's a known. I mean, I certainly had never heard of it. I'd I, never heard of it either. Yeah. I don't think, like, I don't think it's known. Like, the guy, like, kind of did a post, I mean, like, I just found this fucking random film that appears to be set in Connemara. 
on, okay. on eBay in France. And then he's like, <laughs> I bought it and put it up. Like the only trailer you can find for it on YouTube is a trailer made by the guy who uploaded it. Okay, so it's kind of like lost in the sands of time. Yeah, so that it's kind of cool in that Pretty way interesting. as well. That yeah. kind of happened in early, I mean, I might go on a tangent here, but that uh, when I was studying film, they talked about how at the start of cinema, like in the early 18, uh, 19th, 20th century, mm-hmm. uh, when they were making films, they didn't actually have like, um, like a place to like keep films. So like people would make a film, it would go around the circuit and then they would reshoot film over the film that had already been made. So like most, like something of like 80 to 90% of, of like the first 20 years of cinema is gone. Like it doesn't exist. It's completely Whoa. lost. And there's like, they say that there's people like, like, cause France was the big producer back then. They say there's mm. like act, uh, huge actors, people who are like the Brad Pitts of their time who just are lost. Like they're just, they're not, they're, you know, they're not known at all. Um, mm. But they were like the biggest stars in the world, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. And I guess, like in the same way, uh, moving target is like, <laughs> yeah, lost in the sense of time. time. Yeah, and like a, a modern classic that the world just never got to experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, we've probably yeah, I don't know. We've probably run over a bit time wise. Yeah, but, I'd say um, we're we're running very long at this stage. <laughs> but anyway, if you did make it towards the end, uh, thanks very much. God bless. We we we're gonna play uh, some reviews and stuff, but we thought we'll just. Uh, we're just going to cut it at this end. Um, uh, we'll get more regular in our uh, mm. get more regular in our uh, putting up of the things, and we're going to do a quick little guess the sound just because I accidentally made the sound earlier. Do you mm. approve of this, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Guess the sound. Okay. So guess this sound. Mm. What could so, it be? So uh, anyone who can guess that sound will get a free six pack of Beamish. Uh, if you can guess that sound, okay. Delivered to your door by Killian Sunderman, <laughs> the comedian. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Anything to say, Mark? We, we just so like we had like a bit of a pep talk before this, and we decided, you know, we kind of acknowledge that we've run this podcast with the, with the the least possible effort. Um, (laughs) we record it once every two to four weeks and then that's the recording step but then the editing and uploading step could be a couple of weeks on top of that too um so we're going to try and get more regular more we're going to have star guests we're going to have sponsors we're going to have all no there'll be no guests we'll just be in killian bus we're going to actually make it properly aren't we yeah we do and we agreed to that we're committing to it so thanks very much sorry we've been away for a while and um and yeah, thanks very much again. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks. At MK Ultrafilm on Instagram. We actually might start using that as well. <laughs> yeah, let's use it. We've got some fucking followers there. Let's use the Instagram. <laughs> I love, man, the followers have been ticking up and I just don't I log into it. I need to. I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you. Sorry this episode is a bit of a mess. Alice Lieber. Alice Lieber. Tschüss. Tschüss.